Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Sports Daily. It's a Wednesday edition of the program. Hope you are having a great start to your morning midway through the week. Tommy Castor and Paul Savage in for Jacob Albrock today. Jad Chambers producing the program. Of course, your phone calls anytime. We would love to have you join the show at 869-1240. A lot to get into on the program today. We're going to preview Kansas State. They are in action tonight. We've got also, an interview, uh, our bi-weekly interview with the athletic director from Wichita State University, Kevin Saul. That comes up for you at 10 o'clock this morning. NFL news and notes and a lot more to get to, of course. We're going to kick off, though, with KU and clinching a share of the Big 12 championship. Paul, good morning. How's your uh, how's your day going so far? Very good. Very good so far. No complaints. It's been, a, been an interesting evening last night watching the game. That was a lot closer than a lot of us thought it was going to be, Texas Tech and KU. Uh, But you know, Tommy, I sat there and marveled. I sat there and marveled that Texas Tech probably is not going to get into the big dance. Uh, Looks like now we went from possibly nine Big 12 teams going to the big dance to more likely seven. That's, you know, and who knows? There's still a tournament to play. There's still a final week of the season to play. Who really knows at this point yet? But I sat there and marveled at the strength of the Big 12. Because here we have a team that's basically the ninth or the 10th team in the Big 12 playing its, its, its guts out in front of a hostile crowd, national television audience. And I thought to myself, dang, Texas Tech's a good basketball team. And they're not going to make the tournament? And you're going to have some other teams from the a- ACC or maybe the Pac-12 that would be better than this team? And I just sat there, and I. It was almost like throughout that game, it was like a, it was like a salute to the Big Twelve Conference, watching Texas Tech, which is the ninth or tenth best team in this league, and how good they really are. You know, they they really are, and I was really concerned about the uh, the, the the spread last night for the game. I didn't bet the spread uh, because they had anywhere between the different books had eight to nine to 10 points, Kansas's favorites. And I just thought, you know, it, yeah, it's senior night inside Allen Fieldhouse, but Texas Tech is a really desperate team. And they really needed to get a marquee victory to bolster their chances of right. getting into the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And, you know, so I didn't, I didn't like that line. I'm glad I, I stayed away from it because 
Uh, I just had this feeling that the Red Raiders were going to play it close, and they did. Um, I, I always thought that KU would win the game. It, you know, they haven't lost a, a senior night in Allen Fieldhouse since, like, the Kennedy administration. So, uh, you know, I, I certainly didn't have a, a concern about that, but I did think that they would play it close, and they, they certainly did. The Jayhawks get the win 67-63 to 63, uh, behind the, their two senior leaders, Kevin McCuller and Jalen Wilson. Uh, both of those guys, they scored 19 of KU's 30 first-half points. Uh, in the game and Kevin McCuller struggled a little bit down the stretch but he had the key play late in the game after a Jalen Wilson miss he went out and got the loose ball with about 38 seconds to go prevented the Red Raiders from getting the ball uh, with a chance to tie or take the lead late in that game and basically iced the game away for the Jayhawks I want to ask you Paul as far as those two guys, Jalen Wilson and Kevin McCuller, we know what Jalen Wilson has been able to do offensively throughout this entire season and basically during his entire uh, Jayhawks career. So we know that. And then Kevin McCuller brings a lot of other intangibles to the team. What did you think about their performance last night? Well, obviously, both of them, between the two of them, 35 points, which was a key to this uh, to this win. I mean, come on, this is, you know, basically half the points were scored by those two individuals, and Jalen Wilson. I mean, what can you say? Isn't he the Big 12 Player of the Year? I mean, he's I think gotta he's, he's got to be one of the national contenders for Player of the Year, I and, think. And, and, and maybe that as well. So, I mean, you know, you, what, what you think to yourself is that, gosh, I hate to lose those guys, and eventually we will be without both those players. But on the other hand, KU just seems to load up. We, you know, the last time you and I were together, which was what, last Thursday, we, we were together last Thursday, we had talked about uh, the University of Kansas and a couple of their deficiencies, and I got a kick last night. One of the uh, one of the announcers made the comment that that you know there's there's nothing wrong with Kansas. They're they're not deficient in any in any area of the court. And of course, you and I both know that we've seen great big men. We've seen great presence in the paint, defensively and offensively, over the years with the University of Kansas. And some of those bigs, and and I thought to myself, well, this is the one deficiency. But boy, boy, just the University of Kansas makes up for it in so many other ways. It is a great example of coaches, and people always say, does a coach Im- impose his will on a team on how they're to play, or do the great coaches uh, figure out who is this team, what do they do well, what do they do bad? What do we need to do to get wins? And we're going to adjust what we do as a basketball team to what we have out on the floor. And this is that case for the University of Kansas. And and Bill Self has been able to put a team, uh, a, a, a really good team, a number one seed more than likely. I mean, who knows what the seeds are right now. They could change through the course of, of a conference championship, even through the last game of the – well, not the last game of the season. That's going to be against a very good Texas team. But you get my point. The fact is, is that that you know we just don't know. We there's a, there's still things to be written in this season where the seating will be, where they end up going, and uh, but boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what, it's been a ride for the University of Kansas, and this team has overcome uh, some aspects of basketball and what really makes great teams. They've overcome some of those aspects, and I'll tell you what, I'm not so sure they didn't want to build self's greatest coaching jobs. Well, it's got to be. I mean, and I know, and I'm, I'm, I, uh, I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a KU fan. Well, I, have been I for know. We say a hack. But, You're a hack. It's a right. KU hack. I'm a little hack. bit of a hack. Yes, I get it. And, and so, I, I guess for anybody out there that 
you know, I, at least I can point it out about myself that I'm going to be a little bit biased in this. Uh, but it's got to be one of Bill Salt's greatest coaching jobs because he lost uh, 75% of the production from the national championship team a year ago. And what, what are they right now? They're going to be a number one seed. And I think that there is a strong case to be made that they could win another national championship. And we've seen back-to-back national championships before. It happens very rarely, but we've seen it before. And I would argue that typically those back-to-back national championship teams uh, that I, I know Florida has done it. There have been other teams that have done it you know, over the last 30, 40 years. A lot of times I, I wouldn't suspect that they are completely rebuilding their team, right? I, I would suspect that they win the championship and then they've got a lot of their, their production returning the next year and they win it again. That's not the case with this Jayhawks team. Uh, you know, they returned Jalen Wilson, yes, but he was more of a supporting cast member a year ago on a team with Ochai Abaji and David McCormick and Remy Martin and Christian Brown. Uh, he was kind of that, you know, the, the, the Robin to some of those other Batmans that, you know, were, were on that team. Uh, and they, they returned to Juan Harris, but he was a bench player a year ago. So uh, they, those were the two main returners. And what Bill Self has been able to do in getting this team to gel and, and be effective in the way that they are, I think it's remarkable. And going back to your point, Paul, and I want to dial in on this for a moment. You, you mentioned the, the great coaches uh, are they the ones that they have their system and you go in and, you know, it, it's always players that play within the system of the coach, or is it a coach that knows what he has with his team and adjusts properly? This is a different team with Kansas than a year ago. They had a, a big man down low in David McCormick that, you know, despite the deficiencies that David McCormick had, you knew that he was fairly reliable if you got the ball down ball to him in the post. They don't really have that this year. They've got KJ Adams in the post who gives up probably four to five inches uh, against big 12 opponents, but they've got, uh, you know, outside shooting, they can get to the rim. Uh, So there are just different elements with this team. And the fact that Bill self has been able to get the best out of this team when it's a different kind of production than we saw a year ago. Again, I think that's remarkable. Yeah. In my younger days of coaching, I would have thought to myself, you know, something a coach has a system, a coach, is a guy who has a set of beliefs, and this is what they're going to be. By golly, I'm the coach, and this is what you're going to do. As I matured, I thought to myself, you know, some of my best, some of my greatest coaching efforts were, were with teams that didn't win as many games as, say, a championship team did, but, but we got more out of kids because those were the kids we had to play with. And those, those, those seasons may be my best coaching efforts uh, in my entire career, which is now – 30, 30 plus years. And so I think to myself, you know, this is, this is Bill Self at his best. That's why I like the fact that Bill Self has taken a bunch of kids uh, that, quite frankly, physically, when you look at the tip-off just before the tip-off and everybody's standing around getting ready to play, they don't look near as imposing and near as, as physical as most of the teams they play. I think you would agree with that, correct? Sure, yeah. I mean, they don't have um... – you know, big, huge bodies that are at least starting, right? right. Like they've got Ernest Duday off the bench and he's got some height. Uh, but, you know, and I, I noticed it, I think, the most when they were playing Tennessee early this season. Right. And, you know, they were just getting beat up in the post because they didn't have, uh, you know, big time playmakers that could match up in that position. But they found other ways to compensate for that and still be effective. They use their speed uh, that, you know, they use the agility, stretching the floor, all of that. And that's been really effective for them. Right. And Bill self has done a great job of, of playing to the strength of defense on this team. 
you know, this is this is a KU team uh, with more hands in the passing lane than than I think I can remember yeah. on any KU team over the last say eight or ten years. I mean, these 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 kids defend. Uh, there isn't a ball that there isn't a ball that comes into their half of the court that they don't think that they can figure out a way to take it away, and they do a great job. And defenses win championships. Am I bullish on the University of Kansas to make it far in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I kind of am. I really am because I know that they will call upon their defense to 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 make plays and to change the course of games and frustrate some really good basketball teams that they're bound to be facing in the tournament, particularly when you get to the to the third or fourth rounds. God, God willing that they get to that. And, and so I, all I'm saying is that this is a team that I'm really impressed with. And I don't make the comments lightly, Tommy. Uh, I do not make comments praising coaches lightly. And, and for me to say that this may be Bill Self's greatest year of coaching, his best job of coaching that I've seen at least in the last 10 years, uh, I, would have to, I would have to stand by that and say, uh, most of us, and, and you pointed out what they had coming back in terms of point production, most people probably were writing this team off as a rebuild. As a, And I don't even know what a rebuild is anymore in the world of transfer portals and, and, and NIL. I don't even I can't defi- I can't define what a rebuild year is. I, I just can't do it anymore. But anyway, you get my point on that. But the point is is that golly, if, if Bill Self is not the coach of the year, the national coach of the year, there's a problem. And I'm not even a KU fan. I'm I'm not near as biased to Baylor as you are to KU. Not even close. <laughs> not, okay, I, I, I'm kind of tongue in cheek well, on hey, that one a little bit. Okay, all right. Anyway. You might be more than me. But yeah, you're you you went there. I, I didn't even go to KU. So well, well I know. I think it, you've yeah. got you've got that on me. Yeah. Well, but it, but you know, but the point is, is that is that uh, you look at this University of Kansas team and, and Tommy, I I I'm going to tip my cap. Jad, look over here. See, I just am I tipping my cap? Yeah, you are. I'm tipping my <laughs> cap to the University of Kansas, but I'm particularly tipping my cap to Bill Self because there's been times that I've disagreed with Bill Self and what he does. There have been times, and and I'm allowed to have those times where I disagree, but I'm just saying right now, for this year, for this moment, for this group of young men, he's done a heck of a job for these young men. He has put these young men in a position to win a national championship, back-to-back, I might add, with basically two different basketball teams. So uh, 20 years for Bill Self as the head coach at Kansas, 17 Big 12 championships in 10 years. Not bad. Or in 20 years. Not bad. Uh, pretty pretty solid. Pretty <laughs> solid results there for Bill Self. I will tell you one thing that um, concerns me a little bit about this Jayhawk squad from what we saw last night inside Allen Fieldhouse. Grady Dick did not have a good game. Grady Dick had four points. Uh, he did not shoot the ball well at all. He was oh. 0-7 from the field. 0 of 5 from 3. Uh, we're talking about a, a, a potential lottery pick here in Grady Dick. Uh, and we're talking about somebody that when you get into the tournament, uh, th- you're going to run up against teams where you have to have a 3. You have to have uh, a, a legitimate threat shooting the ball from beyond the arc. Uh, if you want to have a chance to move on to the second weekend and then to the third weekend and beyond. So for this Jayhawks team to be the absolute best version of themselves, if we want to look at them as a potential national championship contender and as a team that could repeat as national champions, 
we're gonna have to ha- we're gonna have to see more from the freshman. We're gonna have to see more from Grady Dick, and especially if he wants to be a lottery pick at the next level. And we know he's got the skills. We know he has the skill set. We know he has the the stats and and the build and the attributes and all of that to be an NBA caliber player. We know all of that. The, the scouts have said that uh, he's been projected as a lottery pick for a long time. But o of o of seven from the field, o of five from three, and four points in what could most likely be his last game inside Allen Fieldhouse, that's not going to get it done in March. That's not going to get it done in the tournament. And so uh, I wonder if you have the the kind of concerns about that as I do, Um, but I certainly think that that's something that they need to get shored up. And I don't know if that means if it's a mental thing or, you know, what that means for Grady Dick, because we've seen him score in previous games, but for whatever reason last night, it wasn't happening for him. If I was there with you right now at this very moment, I'd walk over to you and I'd, I'd put my arms around you and embrace you and, and, and stroke the back of your head a little bit and say, I'll pass. It'll be okay. No, no, Tommy, 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 (laughs) it'll be okay. (laughs) Just stay with me. It'll, it'll be okay. Tommy. You know, those kind of things happen, Tommy. That's you're, It'll be fine. Grady Dick will be, be fine. In fact, Grady Dick in another year or so will be able to buy and sell you 20 times over. So don't worry about <laughs> <laughs> That was horrible. I shouldn't have said that. But anyway. I appreciate the soothing voice, though. That's very, very nice and well, pleasant Well, to hear. you know, I'm that kind of guy. But, I mean, it'll be okay. Everybody is entitled to an off game. Everybody has that moment. And so – uh, will Grady Grady Dick be important into this run and the big big dance uh, for for the University of Kansas? Of course he will. There's no question about that. But the point is, is that when you when you look at at, at a Grady Dick, there is a reason by. And I never I never heard of, you know how many scouts were in the house last night, unless I missed it. They, they may have said, well, there's X amount of scouts, NBA scouts here in, uh, in in Allen Fieldhouse, you know, and they're all there to check out Grady Dick for the most part. He is a big part of that calculus. But the other night, remember when I said there were 33 scouts? The, one, the announcers made that comment, I'm, and I'm sure that's close to right, 33 scouts from the NBA, and they're all looking at Grady Dick. He's going to be fine, thank you, but listen, he's a teenager. He's young. I mean, yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's times True. when, when, you know, listen, I'm sure there – I've never noticed it because I can't tell because you're a pro, but I'm sure there are times when you feel like you're off doing a radio show. We all It happens to all of us. It happens to everybody. Uh, and that was, I'm on every day. Every I'm locked in. Day. Jack, I'm locked in every this, time I turn on the microphone. Every time. Okay. But the point is Grady Dick had that day where he wasn't. Unfortunately, we can't tell with you, but unfortunately we can tell when Grady Dick is off and he was <laughs> off. Now, why? I don't know. Maybe his girlfriend's about to break up with him. Maybe he maybe he's has a grade in a class we that he that he needs to bring. I don't know, but everybody's entitled to that. I'm going to put no stock at all in the fact that Grady Dick did not have the game that we are normally accustomed to seeing him play fair enough fair enough and and hopefully you know they play again uh saturday against the university of texas on the road uh another big game and a, a chance for Grady dick to rebound from that the, the win last night guaranteed ku at least a share of the big 12 regular season title and taking a look at the games tonight we're going to talk about kansas state a little bit later on in the program they're at home against oklahoma but then the other game that we're going to be keeping our eyes on Texas, the aforementioned Texas, on the road at TCU. 
if TCU can beat Texas tonight, then that will guarantee that the Jayhawks will win the Big 12 regular season outright. Outright. With a Texas win, then the, the Jayhawks will need to beat Texas on Saturday to have an outright uh, outright Big 12 championship. Right. But even with the loss on Saturday, the Jayhawks are right. guaranteed at least a share of the Big 12 regular season title. Right. Final score again uh, last night for the Jayhawks, 67-63 against Texas Tech, and they have at least clinched a share of the Big 12 championship. We're going to step aside. When we come back, some news about NCAA football. It's a little bit interesting as far as the length of games being played. Paul and I will dive into that on the way next on Sports Daily. You know, Paul, I'm, I'm still thinking about what you said before the break about how you were going to come over and, uh, and embrace me. And yes. I just I I don't know if I can continue on with the show. Uh, I'm, I'm that traumatized by the comments that you just made. You might have to go solo here for the rest of the show. I, I, might, I, feel, uh, okay. I feel dirty. I don't I don't know if I can even go on. No, it's uh, God bless you. God bless you, Paul. You're one of a kind. Welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on KFH. Tommy Caster along with Paul Savage and for Jacob Albrock today. Jad Chambers producing the show. Would love to hear from you today. Our number, as always, 869-1240. If you would like to join the program. Paul, you sent this to me uh, last night, and I was reading through it this morning. And and it's, it's fascinating to me because, uh, and I think the timing is really good on this, to have a conversation about it because Jacob and I have been talking for the last couple of days about uh, specifically baseball and the rules that Major League Baseball had put into play this season with the pitch clock and trying to shorten games and things like that. And we had a conversation earlier this week on this program about how a lot of sports in general are going way too long. Uh, and football is one of them. And so you sent me this story that college football leaders are meeting this week in Indianapolis to consider three different rule changes that in essence and in theory could shorten game times and reduce the number of plays during games this upcoming season. Uh, and so no idea if this is actually going to go into effect for this season or what this is going to look like. Uh, but at least the conversation is starting. I know, Paul, that you have, of course, a, a rich and storied history in, in college football and coaching and all of that. Your thoughts on some of these rule changes that are being discussed to try to shorten football games? Well, let me just put it this way. Let me start out with the fact that, yes, I can understand why you'd want to shorten baseball games. Uh, sometimes they do drag, don't they? I mean, there's there's no question sometimes that happens. Uh, there's, there's no reason. That, and obviously, I would like to see college basketball games shortened. And where I'd like to see them shortened is I'd like to see rules put in place that it doesn't take 15 minutes to play the last 45 seconds. And sure. we've, we've both been to games where you sit yeah. there and you think to yourself, what's going on? This is there, There's a minute left on the clock, and we're now at about 12, 13, 14 minutes into yeah. regular time as to get this game over with, and you would like to see some changes with that. But here's my, here's my thought process when it comes to – College football, not necessarily pro football. I don't have a problem with the way the, the NFL has ruled with regards to keeping the game moving. You know, there are certain things that they do where the clock runs, and that's fine with me because pro, pros are a different thing. But in college football, it's totally different in my opinion, and here's why. I don't have a problem with a three-and-a-half-hour football game. You know why? 
Tommy, there's only seven or eight, or there's only six or seven uh, home games for every college football team there is. And those that go to a college football game, and I'm going to say, let's use Baylor because that's where I went. So I'll, I'll use that particular university as to why I don't want to see the game, you know, you know, rapidly uh, be put to bed and, and get everybody out of the stadium. The reason is because you only have six, seven games a year at, at your home field. And if you went to ba- – most of the people that are in the stadium has an affinity for their school, and that would be whether it's Friends University, Bethel College, or whether it's Baylor University or the University of Kansas. You're there because you want to be there. And most people – particularly at, let's say, Baylor and the University of Kansas, it's an effort to go to a game. It's an effort many times in terms of how many miles do you drive, uh, the, the, uh, the sacrifices that you make money-wise money to, to be able to attend, bring your family, but it's special. Why would you want to shorten that down when you only have six, seven home games in the course of a season? Why would you shorten that down? If there's one place that that you don't want to shorten down, it would be college football. So all the little things that they want to do uh, in, in terms of saving times, running the clock in out-of-bounds situations or first down, or whatever the case might be, why would you want to do that? Most alumni that go to a college football game are there not just all because of football. It's because that's their school. That's where they went. That's where their memories are. Well, you don't want to shorten good memories. You want to elongate good memories. So I have a real problem with not how are they wanting to do it, but why are they wanting to do it? Why would you want to shorten something that people love uh, in particular, not just because of the game? There are people that go to a Baylor or a KU game that have no knowledge of football, really don't care about football, but by golly, it's the green and gold or it's the crimson and what are, what's your other color? Whatever that color is. And, <laughs> crimson and, and blue? Yeah, yeah that, would, that would be the color, yes. But yeah. that, they're there because they're going to wear that those colors with pride and support their university and associate with their friends and their classmates of, of yesteryear. Why would you want to do it, Tommy? Why do well, you but- want to shorten college football games? I don't get it. I'm open to suggestions. By the way, uh, you when you were uh, listing off different colleges earlier, you you neglected to mention the best small college in this area, and that's of course Southwestern College in Winfield. That's my alma, well, it's okay. alma mater. So yeah, it's it's, nice. uh, you, it's you didn't good. mention them, so I wanted to <laughs> okay. I wanted to drop the there. Mound you mentioned friends in Bethel and all of that. All, all yeah, the mound builders for sure. No, I so it, looking in on some of these changes that uh, the NCAA they're they're talking about uh, running the clock. After a first down is awarded, except in the last two minutes of either half, eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive team timeouts and carrying over any fouls to the next period instead of finishing with an untimed down. I don't have a problem with any of those. Uh, In fact, you mean watching implementing them, implementing them. Yeah. Yeah. I have no issue with any of them. I don't at all. Watch the NFL. Do they ever stop the clock with this the first down? This isn't the no. NFL, Tommy. That's my point. They're two different types of situation. And first of all, in the NFL, counting preseason games, you could have up to up to twenty plus games. You could have that. That's how many games are in are are in uh, pro football home games. You could have you could have ten, eleven home games in the NFL. That's different than college. That's a lot more. That's a lot more games to go to. It's almost getting to the point of baseball. 
You got how many? You got eighty plus games in baseball at home. So I'm just saying, why why shorten what what you just don't have many of? I don't get it. Why why well why, okay why? so okay you've said what this if I told yeah what, what, but why what if I Tell told me you why what if I told you that right. part of the reason that the NCAA is at least discussing this and I have no idea their intentions behind it I don't know if they're genuine in this concern or if there's something else going on but what they are citing is that this is a push to improve player safety so the estimates right now are that if these changes go into effect the games will be shortened by seven to eight minutes and eight plays. So I think in theory, what the NCAA is saying here, and I'm not suggesting that I agree with it, but what I think they're suggesting is that if there are eight fewer game or eight, eight fewer plays per game, then that's eight fewer plays where players could potentially get injured. Uh, again, I don't know. I don't know if you can draw cause and effect from that. I'm not sure if you can say that, definitively yes that's going to cut down on the number of player injuries or not but i would imagine and just from reading this article that seems to be kind of the justification in all of this well i guess you could make a point of that but i don't know that that i'd have to see the stats that you know in the last minute to two minutes of a football game which is what we're talking about saving uh that how many injuries are happening in the last minute or two i I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any game that I was watching that I, I noticed a plethora of, of injuries in the last two minutes of a college football game. Don't, don't remember. Might, be, might have seen it and didn't, didn't register with me, but I don't know that, that that's the case. And everything falls under safety, doesn't it? Everything we do sure. in today's world falls under safety. You know something, Tommy? I'm going to come over, and, and I'm going to guard your car all day at your parking lot there at the Thunder's office because – I'm worried about your safety, and I don't want anything to happen to you. I'm going to come over and guard, but that's how caring I am. I care. I care about safety. I care about your safety. Tommy, I don't want anything to happen to you. I'll be there guarding so, your car. Are you, so what you're saying then, and, and I'm, I'm drawing a conclusion here. You tell me if I'm wrong. What I'm hearing is that you think that this is a farce. Like you think that they might be saying that it's for player safety, but really it's not? Well, everything's under player safety. I mean, that's why, that's why you have referees. That's why the NCAA has rules. That's why there are rules. I mean, everything in life, it's about our safety. And in most cases, 99% of, of that thought pattern is, yes, it is for our safety. I get it. I understand it. But I don't know that this is for safety. I mean, well, if we're concerned about safety, let's shorten the game down to about 35 minutes. Let's do that. Then we'll even make the kids more safe, won't we? Let's just let's go ahead and short it, shorten the game down to 35 minutes. Is that all right with you, Tommy? Well, of course not. I mean, I don't want to change the length of time on on the clock. Um, yeah, it, it, but I, I do feel like that these changes are are small. I don't think that there there are changes that will have a overall. Um, like if I go and you're, you're mentioning having these memories from people stretched out and longer and why would you want to shorten that and they only get a limited number of games to go to each year to watch on TV for their favorite team. If, if the estimated time that these games are going to be cut down by it's like seven to eight minutes is what they're estimating. I'm not sure that I'm going to look back after going to a game and think, man, I was robbed. Like I didn't get the experience that I wanted because the game was cut down by seven to eight minutes. But if that potentially means that I'm going to not have to risk as much one of my favorite players on the team getting injured, 
Okay, if, if that if that brings that risk down slightly, all right, I think I can get on board with it. And it doesn't seem like these changes right now that are being discussed are changes that would severely alter the viewing experience. All, all they're doing is rather than stopping the clock at a first down, they're going to keep it rolling, which is what happens in the pros. So I, people are already used to watching that. That, that. That's my point. I'm not saying that college football should be like the NFL, but what I'm saying is that people are already used to seeing a team get a first down and the clock continues to run because it's going on right now in the NFL. So if that's implemented in, in college, all right, I don't think anybody is going to be like all up in arms about that. At least I'm not. And the other changes are, are minuscule at best. I mean, we're talking about, you know, teams not being able to call two timeouts in a row. Okay. That doesn't really happen. Like, I don't remember the last time that teams call back-to-back timeouts, like one right after another. Uh, I mean, I but think it happens, happens all very, the time. very rarely. Wait a second. It happens all the time, particularly like in the last part of a game, you're going to freeze out a kicker. That happens all the time. Or a lot you of call time, one timeout or, to freeze out the kicker. You don't call two. You can you call one timeout. To you can call. You two. can, but I I don't see. I, well, I mean, it happens. I guess. Okay. I mean, sure, but I I don't think that we're we're sitting back and like seeing in the middle of a quarter, you know, a team calling a timeout and then immediately calling another timeout. Like and that it, just doesn't really happen. It very does often. happen, and it happens all the time. Partly because, say, for instance, in the last minute of a game, you're on the you got a team on the five yard line going in. And they call timeout. The offense calls timeout to say, "Well, let's 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 talk about this." They come out. They put a formation out, and then the defensive team says, "Timeout, timeout." Well, that, that, and they that run can two. still be in that can still be in play. Like that's that's not what this rule is talking about. It's talking about one particular team calling back to back timeouts. I didn't read it that way. I thought it was back to back timeouts. No, I think it's just a team being able to call back to back. Regardless, oh. though, I think it's a minuscule change. And then I'm also okay with the fact that any penalty would be carried over to the next period. Like, and, and we don't see a lot of times where there's an untimed down at the end of a quarter. It happens occasionally if there's a penalty or whatever, and the clock runs out in the quarter and you have an untimed down. It doesn't happen very often. So if you want to carry that over to the next quarter, all right, like that's fine with me. I just feel like if you're going to cut down seven or eight minutes in a game, all right, I, I don't think it really, I don't know if I would watch a game and notice it and then at the end of it be like, man, that was that was really short and I couldn't enjoy it because it was seven or eight minutes shorter than what it was a year ago. Well, I just don't, I don't see it being that huge of a deal and I'm all for, uh, if, if there is a, an indication that by doing this, you can help protect the players a little bit more, all right. Okay, I can jump on board with that. Well, we'll see if it actually happens, though. Yep. I, I don't know. I got you. I got you. And and you're right. Safety is, is is very very important. I get it. But also, a career at the college level goes so fast. You know, I'm trying to milk every play I can get. If I'm a college kid, I'm milking every play. I want them all. Give me all my plays. I'm entitled to all my plays with the blood, sweat, and tears that I put out to get to where I'm at. Don't take my plays away. Let me have all my plays. Let me do it the way they've well, done it since Newt Rockney was roaming the sideline for Notre Dame in the 1920s. <laughs> Let's keep it pretty much the same. There's no there's no need to change. Not no need. Player safety notwithstanding, I get it, but that's not a that's not a big reason. I, I I'm not convinced that that'll save a lot of injuries. Next up, uh, Paul is going to be concerned that they're going to uh, 
outlaw the forward pass if he's talking about Newt Rockney. That's uh, that's the next thing on the list, right? All in the name of player safety. That's a little extreme. That's that's a A long way to go. A long way to go on this process. The NCAA meeting about it this week to discuss these changes. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll give you a preview of Kansas State in action tonight at home against Oklahoma. Stick around. It's Sports Daily. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jim Rome at 11, right here on KFH. Dude, you gotta hear this. this. Go ahead. I think I want to hear this. Sports Daily is on KFH. Even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Place an NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. Just opt into this promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game from tons of bet types, including team and player props. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to 25 bucks back in bonus bets if you miss one leg. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back, everybody. It's Sports Daily on KFH. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. I'm Tommy Castor along with Paul Savage. In for Jacob Albrock today, Jad Chambers is producing the show. And Paul, tonight, uh, big-time matchup inside Bramlage Coliseum in Manhattan. 
uh, the Kansas Jayhawks in action at home against Oklahoma. Uh, of course, the, the Big 12 title is out of the picture now for the Wildcats, but still a ton to play for. We're talking about seeding in the NCAA tournament at this point. And of course, we know that Kansas State has far exceeded expectations in the first season of Jerome Tang as the coach of the Wildcats. OU has had a disappointing season. I think that they were a team that uh, we all thought could be an NCAA tournament team. They're below 500 now. Uh, they're going to have to do quite a bit of work in the NCAA tournament to even be considered on the bubble, I think, on Selection Sunday. The, the Wildcats, though, are six-and-a-half-point home favorites. I don't know... I don't know if I love that line. I know it's a home line. Uh, I know that the Wildcats clearly should be favored in this game. Six and a half seems maybe a little bit too much for me. What about you? Well, I'm with you in the first segment of this show. Remember, we talked about the strength of the, the Big 12. And you can't look by Oklahoma. Granted, they are 14 and 15. That's a losing season right now. But man, they're playing in the Big 12. And that's a tough, tough conference. And they've lost their shares, but that's still a decent basketball team. You know, Porter Mosier is not a bad coach. And, he's, in fact, he's a darn good coach. He will have them ready to play. And K-State is playing for a lot. They're playing for a better seed. They're playing, they're playing for the ability to get a two, a three seed, a four seed. Well, I, I mean, I think they'll be disappointed if it's a four seed. But they're playing for seeding right now. So it's a big time. It's a big opportunity to help their case with regards to the University of Oklahoma and a win over them will help the committee make a decision. Of course, you know, when 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 it's not just if of course it's just not, you know, Oklahoma, then again it's it's Saturday with West Virginia. You know, you got if if K State wins those two two games, then then I think they're they could possibly couldn't they look at a number two seed? Isn't that isn't that possible? I think it might yeah, be. Yeah, Ma they maybe? might. Or is that? Am I they stretching? might need. Am I stretching? I think they might need to do some work in okay. the conference in the tournament. Com in the tournament. Um, All right, fair enough. You know, I, I'm not sure that regardless if they win tonight and on Saturday, I don't know if that's enough to get them to the two line as it stands right yeah, now. You're right. Uh, and then I think if yeah, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that this will happen, but if you know the unthinkable happens and they get bounced in the first round of the Big Twelve tournament, then you know, all bets are off at that point as far as their seeding. But I think they would need my opinion only, and I don't know. I, I don't I don't have all the metrics and everything that you look at, but my gut would tell me that if they can make it to if they can make it to the finals of the Big Twelve tournament, or if they can I don't know, maybe the the semifinal round of the Big 12 tournament, depending on what teams around them do. Sure, I think you could make an argument that they could be a two seed. I think that they're they're fairly solidified right now as a three seed. Uh, but again, I mean, we're, if we're we're splitting hairs here between a two seed and a three seed, regardless, what a what a significant improvement for this Wildcats squad this season. Well, <laughs> to to think with a new coach and all the changes that in personnel and and a new system. And basically a guy who's never been a head coach at, at this level, uh, gosh, it's just amazing to me. You know, we, the other day when we were talking with, uh, with Tim Fitzgerald uh, from PowerCat.com, you know, he was, he was talking about the elements that, that Coach Tang brings to the Kansas, Kansas State family. And it's not just basketball prowess. It's not just the ability to work with young men on a basketball court. He brings so much to the university in terms of personality, in terms of integrity, in terms of all the things that you would want your youngster to go be a part of, man, he does a good job of bringing them done. This is as much about Coach Tang 
as it is K-State, in my opinion. Well, the Wildcats in action tonight at home against Oklahoma. Game time is at 7 o'clock. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. This OU team, they have, uh, they've looked really good at times. Of course, they blew out Alabama in the Big 12 SEC showdown by like 25 points. They barely lost in overtime to the University of Texas Longhorns last week. So they can hang with anybody. We'll see if they can do that against the Kansas State Wildcats tonight. That's going to wrap up hour number one, kicking off hour number two at the top of the hour. We'll be joined by Kevin Saul, the athletic director from Wichita State University. That and a whole lot more. Hour number two comes at you next on Sports Daily. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.